You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Interesting. Interesting. It's episode 319 of the New Utah Podcast. Um, No, it's divisible by three. Is it? Oh wait, no, it's not. I was thinking three hundred and nine. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't. I no, it's not prime. Not a prime episode, folks. Not a prime number, but it's uh, still going to be good. One eleven twenty nine and three nine. I was just, I was just looking at this, and I was. Did we talk about your new puppy? Briefly, the, the <sighs> week we got it, we briefly talked about it. Yeah, briefly. Uh, I didn't recall. Jeremy has a new puppy, but not really a puppy. It's a puppy. It's I ten guess, months. Guess not so. even one. He still has balls. Ten. He does for he one has more one. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Till next week. Just one is because that's what they told you. That's probably not even true. That's because Hannah checked. Uh-huh. She uh-huh. took vet check. She uh-huh. was like, "Ah, oh, he's only got oh, one. Yeah, one ball." Okay, well only then one I, ball Kenobi. I, I would believe the child that is trying to be a vet. The vet. So. Yeah. No, she was like, "It just hasn't dropped yet." Which, by the way, she she uh, works at the canine design uh, pet grooming, who we've had on the show before, and. To kind of to kind of set the mood, they their new shop is opening, and I've actually helped design their new shop, and it's right on the backside of Riverton Park. So they did a little company barbecue for the Fourth of July and invited the employees, and she was, she probably would have invited me anyway, but since Hannah works there and families of the employees, so we went to the Fourth of July, and it was right behind the right behind the equestrian park for the uh, Riverton Park. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you're familiar yeah. enough with yeah. it to know where that is. That's where they launched them from. What we did not know is we were in the fallout zone. Oh, no. So we had flaming, like, firework bits and pieces raining down on us for the whole firework show. Like, hitting the cars and setting off the alarms. Like, it was cool, but a tad That seems a little dangerous. Julia's got a picture of the piece that hit Jonathan. That was the one that hit Maya. Oh, was that the one that hit Maya? So, yeah, we had, like, large flaming pieces of shrapnel. Hannah got hit by almost all of them, though. Every two seconds, ow, ow. Ow, from Hannah. But the the spot is new, so Jen had no idea that it was the fallout zone. Yeah, well. But it was fun. Next time I'm just bringing my umbrella out of the car. Or we, or we sit in the garage. Fucking stop lighting off fireworks, period. You see the jet dipshits in Centerville? Oh, Let yeah. their whole damn mountain on Let fire? the whole there? thing on fire. Idiots. It's good. I mean, I don't know how many warnings they put out there about being careful, and they still, I mean, fire, it's dry as shit out. And of course, for the last four days, nothing but fireworks. So we, so we did our little sidewalk of fire like we always do, but our fireworks are like the Walmart fireworks. It's nothing crazy. However, we did have the cops come ripping through our, our, uh, neighborhood while we were doing them. So my, my dad was there. He's like, are they coming after you? I'm like, I highly doubt it. The neighborhood behind us were like letting off the aerials. Oh, they were like shooting sh- mortars. Shaking the whole neighborhood. Yeah, they were shooting mortars. That's who they were going after. Of course. <laughs> we had right. people doing fireworks past midnight. Yeah, it was annoying All as weekend. fuck. All I think, weekend. I think it. I think it got quiet by probably around eleven. I don't think there was. Not I did not. Else. I did not really celebrate America's birthday. Kind of disillusioned with America right now. Yeah, I more celebrated having fun with my family. I prepped food for. Uh, uh, oh, I studied we did have hamburgers though, and prepped food. Yeah, we did have hamburgers on on Monday. Uh, I made a bunch of sausage, like. 12 pounds of sausage. Nice. So eight of it reserved for us, four of it for this coming weekend, and some extra links that I made. 
And I made homemade raviolis. Oh, yummy. To take down with us on our little trip with Bree's sisters. Um, yep. Yeah, they were going down with your sisters, Bree. Bree, can they call you the third sister? I think that would be awesome. They are. <laughs> I'm, but I'm the second sister. Sonny's the third. Do you get the reference there? Yes, yeah. We get the I don't reference. get it. It's a Star, Star Wars. Wars. The, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, third sister. I anyway. would like to be the third sister because she was kind of cool. She's badass. She's awesome. I don't know why she was the third sister, though. Speaking of Star Wars, I've been watching them all. Uh, yeah, they've been on TV and so... Like the movies? movies? Yeah, so they were on TV when I was prepping some stuff on Friday. I was cut... Maybe it was Saturday I was cutting stuff. Uh, and they were it on was TV. Saturday. And so I was just like listening while bitches. they were on TV. And then uh, uh, I decided on uh, Sunday, because I was studying on Sunday, I was like, oh, I'll just turn on TV and watch something in the background while I'm studying. And I ended up... So I over the last couple of days has been Star Wars marathon as I've been hanging out. So like episode one, I'm I'm on uh, uh, Rogue One now, like halfway through Rogue One. Now. Which I have to say, in my opinion, Rogue One is a very underrated but well done movie. I think probably the most complete of the Star Wars movies. And I gotta say, I rewatched the the episode one, two, and three. I still think the acting is fucking atrocious. It is so horrible, especially in that second and third one. Also. I didn't, I don't know that I thought about this when I watched the movie the first time, but I really thought about it th- this time. Fucking Padme's like 20 years older than this fucking kid than Anakin. Yeah. Like, sh- and she kisses him. Well, in the first one, he's like, what, six? Yeah, at best, like maybe seven. And she's and already, she's like- already a grown adult. And she's, she's like the queen's handmaiden. And like, it's really the first time that occurred to you. Well, I mean, I just hadn't really thought about it, but holy fuck, she's way older than him. She's a cougar. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, Rogue One is really one of my favorite. And I realize it's not necessarily part of the mainstream, but I, it's just so well done. I really, I like will it. say the best lightsaber battles in all the Star Wars entire universe come out of the Obi-Wan series. I so agree. if you like, lightsaber battles like that was one of the things looking back at like the episode one two and three there were some really good lightsaber battles like the the battle in uh i think it's in is it in two where obi-wan kills darth maul maybe it's in the first one it might be in episode one because darth maul kills qui-gon but i think yeah i think yeah, obi-wan kills him in yeah in yeah. episode one because it's doku and two yep and then uh grievous and in three in yep. three so um but Th- those battles are fantastic. I forgot how much better they were because the Doku Yoda fights in two. Yeah. And well, that's, and that's a really great fight at the end. That's who, that's, that's the first time you see Yoda like kick ass. And because when you watch the old original ones, you'd think he's just this decrepit little Muppet puppet thing. But in that. Well, in the original ones, he was because he was much older. Right. But see, I remember, I remember seeing it in theaters and seeing that battle scene and watching Yoda like. But yeah, the Obi-Wan series, the lightsaber battles in that are that, amazing. That final episode, absolutely amazing. So anyway, uh, this weekend, a bunch of prep work. Brie detailed my car, basically. Nice. She's like, we're going to clean, I'm going to clean cars. I'm like, okay. And she got out the little. Well, we were trying to decide which car we were taking down to St. George because we're driving one of my sisters because her husband can't come until she's Friday. the second sister? She's the first sister. Oh, the first sister. And uh, <laughs> I'm the second sister. And... Uh, uh, so we we just took it through the car wash and then we were using the vacuum and her hair, Phoebe's hair, it just embeds itself it's in everywhere. everything. Was it last year that Jonathan, or two years ago that Jonathan? Two years ago. I well, Jonathan hasn't ever detailed my car. 
He did breeze. Yeah, he did yeah, breeze. But, uh, yeah. And you had that, that blanket. I remember him sitting there for like an hour. Yeah, so now we have the, <laughs> now we have Bree got some attachments for the drill. The little like toilet brush style attachment. Oh, it's like a little oh. scrubby thing. And I don't know if Jonathan has those. Yeah, he does. But she figured out. But I just took the the shop vac and laid it next to it and, and just and it just like it was nice. amazing. Super fast. Once I figured that out, it was super fast. He's, he's still he's still detailing, but he hasn't. We we upped our mowing significantly this year. That's been our big thing is mowing. But he's still doing one or two a week. He's still spraying out garbage cans. Nope. He's, That's good. I know they they were debating whether to because he really made good money on it, but he hated it. Yeah, so it's shitty work. It, it is horrible. It's disgusting. So they actually haven't done any. But like I said, the mowing because we've significant. So we've got nine yards, but one that may not sound like much, but they're in my neighborhood, so they're all like half acres. They're big yards. They're big yards. So we've got nine yards that we're doing. Um, so that's taking up the bulk. And then usually Fridays and sometimes Saturdays are his detailing day. But anyway, I remember helping him get the VVR out of the car. Yeah. Well, I have, I have figured it out and I managed to do it for Chris's car. And then mine was still pretty clean because in the last two years with COVID and stuff, Chris has mostly taken Phoebe. So I don't have her in my car as much as I used to. So it was pretty quick because it was still pretty clean from when Jonathan did it literally two years ago. Uh, so, so you're taking Chris's then down to St. George? Yeah, I think we're going to take Chris's car because we're probably going to take mine to Bear Lake. And Yours is good if you're hauling stuff because you've got the... Well, I've got the, my rails now, so that... Oh, that's helpful. right. You did get the rails put on. That is correct. Joining us this week, we have uh, Mara Weiniger, the uh, owner and creator and I don't know everything probably for Zion Sand and Stone. Yes. What is Zion Sand and Stone? <laughs> All right. Because I, yes. I have no idea. That's it. That's the whole, that's the interview. That's it. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of be changing the name here in oh, a little okay. bit. Um, that's kind of what I started from because um, I go to Zion a lot. My parents live in southern Utah and I travel down there and I'm, I'm a yoga teacher and all all the things and so i go down there truly to meditate but it was during covid i was getting extremely depressed like like i'm this upbeat person that covid was breaking me and it was to the point where i was getting on like medication and for work and i was like i can't do this so i was down in southern utah and i brought back some sand to just cheer me up a little bit and i could not believe how happy this sand made me <laughs> and so i ended up getting a little terrarium for it and then that's basically the name is the Zion sand part. And the stone is my dad um, started excavating stones. Um, like he would come home or to his house and he has like a saw and he's always collecting rocks from everywhere. And he had some beautiful layered stone. I'm like, I think that's fluorite. And he's like, yeah, we just go out and we go get it. And so he made some rock pieces and I took it home and created some of these bowls and they kind of, that's the stone part. But they kind of took off in that way. And so Zion Sand and Stone. And that's really what was there for Instagram <laughs> as well. So I went with that. And then I'm like, I'm kind of evolving. So I'm going to change the name here in a little bit. But Not a bad idea. Yeah. Do you have an actual business with Zion Sand and Stone? Like yes. a license and everything? Yes. Oh, okay. So it'll be, I'm going to change my Instagram name to Spiritually Bougie by Zion Sand and Stone. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll we'll take a step back. You've listened to some of the shows, so you know what question's coming next. What month were you born in? Mm, December. 
So December. March. What, what part of December? Easter. What? What part of December were you born in? Uh, what First day? Part? December 10. So March 10th ish, give or take, is when your parents were. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's too early for Easter. Yeah, that's what I was like. Mm, so what was, go, what was going on my... at that time when your parents spring? Well, go to a concert. So I'm adopted. Oh, so you don't know what your parents were doing. I I have an idea. Sex, clearly, well, I have an idea because in the 80s it was pretty scandalous. <laughs> I so I have a no. I I mean I I met them. Um, so I have a white mother and a black father, and he was in the military, and she was young and Mormon, oh. and that was scandalous back then. So what's it? I think it's still scandalous. It is still now. scandalous. Here in Utah, were you born in Utah? Yeah, so- I was born. I don't give a fuck. I was born, <laughs> I was born in Bountiful at Lakeview Hospital. So was he like up at the Air Force Base? Uh huh. He's in the Air Force. Nice. Yep. yep. So I've, um, I know who she is. I met her and he and I, we talk on the phone, but this is the crazy thing. I was married to Air Force and I lived in Georgia. He lives in Georgia. We, we lived, I lived literally like 20 minutes from biological cousins where I lived in Georgia and I had no idea. But you just didn't know. Didn't it. know. Didn't know until a few years ago. So, so did you know you were adopted like your whole life or was it? I mean, yes. My family is Blonde hair, blue okay. eyed, and so it's like the opposite of the jerk. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you mean I'm not it white? <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite of the jerk. Uh, my sister and I are the youngest of seven, and we're both black. And we grew up in white, more bountiful, Utah. white, bountiful. So the other, all, yeah. the, all the other siblings are natural born for the parents, yes. or are they adopted as well? No, they're all natural born. So. Just out of curiosity, what what made him want to decide later? Because usually, when you hear people who adopt, they can't have kids. So, mm-hmm. but if they've already had a number of kids and then adopt, I joke. I have people say I'm so disrespectful with this. I don't care. Um, I joke and say that they're Madonna um, <laughs> and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I just really needed do. more kids. But like in terms of like when you grow up in the Mormon religion and whatnot. Um, they said that they had, they felt a feeling. They felt that mm-hmm. calling. And like for my sister, they were in China and my mom's like, I gotta go home. I gotta go home. She felt the prompting to go home. And mm-hmm. then my sister was waiting there. And a similar thing was, was with me. Um, my, um, my cousin was born the same day as I was. And so my mom was like feeling really depressed that my, my auntie had a baby and she's like, I want a baby and I feel her. I just can't see her. So hmm. that, that she said that my presence was there. Yeah. I mean, Mormons call it a calling, but I think that happens with people in general. They just have yeah, feelings and- like, Hey, I should go out. And, and honestly, by the sixth kid, you know, unlike the Duggars who just let them fall out, maybe by the sixth <laughs> kid, like they're a little older. They're like, yeah, maybe we should just adopt because pregnancies are not exactly great the older you get. So, yeah, honestly, though, I'm 36 and I had an accidental COVID baby. Bless her heart. She's the cutest thing on the planet, but she she wasn't planned. And um, what we were talking about, the Duggars and I, sorry. I <laughs> oh, I said out. it just fell out. The babies oh. just fall out with the Duggars. Because they've got like, what, 14, 17 oh, kids. Yeah. No, no. 23. 23. I don't think it's 23. It was called 21 and counting when it it started. 19 kids. Anyway. Oh, I can't. Anyways. They had a lot. She's a doll and I can't even remember. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Did she just fall out of you? Is that what you... I wish. (laughs) Almost. I was watching Medea goes to jail that night and then my water broke. I was laughing 
just before my water broke. I was so kind of almost. <laughs> All you need is some good comedy, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, so you're adopted. I mean, it's obvious, like your whole life, that you're adopted. As soon as you kind of can recognize that, um, you know, when did you decide to seek out who your birth parents were? So let's see. I'm 36. So I was in my 30s. It wasn't. So it was relatively recent. Yeah. Um, I actually did ancestry DNA and I actually had, um, a cousin from Georgia reach out to me and say, Hey, we've got matching DNA. It says we're cousins. And so it kind of went from there. After that, I went to, um, a Facebook group that, Oh, I'm sorry. Let reverse that. I went to a Facebook group, um, about adoptees, they help adoption people. And so like I saw on my ancestry DNA, um, like a bunch of names that like could be, oh my gosh, this is my family. And I'm getting messages from people saying they're my third cousins and whatnot. And I gave it to these people on Facebook and they, within days, they were like, this is your mom, this is your family. And, and I'm like, oh, oh my hell. It's wow. kind of amazing. So it was really the ancestry DNA and getting messages from people saying, "Hey, we are probably related." That's it's like uh, it's like your story. Cousin Jed found out you had DNA related and knew exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm an IUI baby. Test she, tube so, baby. Oh, interesting. well, not quite, quite well, test but, tube. But you but say IUI well, and nobody has a clue. What you're she's saying. Uh, artificial. I don't even know what that means. Artificial insemination. It's like the yeah. word, that's, the acronym. That's why I say test Intrauterine. Intrauterine insemination. Oh. So it's basically they just take the sperm and put it right into the woman. Yeah, there's no, no there's like, no growing an embryo because I'm too old. But. Well, because they didn't, they yeah. couldn't pull embryos out back then. They couldn't freeze semen. Like it was, we got a hot sample. Literally, it's still warm. Let's squeeze it <laughs> and in. And it was like anonymous sample. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's part so of a. Wild. It was part of a, a groundbreaking research project up at the up University at the of Utah. Yeah. So they used the the medical students in the OBGYN but program. But turns out they've all been finding each other the last what two years? Well, yeah. This weekend yeah. we're oh, going. So head. she has. So her 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 biological father had seven natural yes. uh, sons so he and daughters. Had three. And then they, they went to all the students and said, Hey, who wants to donate? He went home and talked to his wife and he was like, I kind of felt like it was like donating blood or something. He's like, clearly they work. Like it's no skin off my nose. Need my wife was fine with it. <laughs> and who knows what's going to happen. So he donated and then they graduated and then they headed out to for Ohio. Ohio, I think, I for, think it was Ohio. Oh for like his residence. So he never thought about it again. <laughs> And then, like so my old, ago? so the first IUI sister just had her birthday in January or J- June. And then mine's in November. And then the last one is, or at least we think it's the last one is in, uh, February because usually it was like a three donation. There's thing. like 10 of them. So now. she has seven <laughs> siblings from him that are like, and they all live in the area. Yeah, We've they met all them live all. here. And then two other so sisters. That were, yeah. And he's like a, Back in Ohio. No, no, no. no. He was anymore. here. He was an OBGYN was here, in Provo. He went, like, he went yeah. for his residency in Ohio. So he, li- he, they were, they were here. He's, his family's from Ohio. They're actually Quakers. They're the, his, his oh my branch is the only branch that's LDS. The rest of them are all Quakers. Um, so he went back there for school. Then they moved back here, had no idea. And then, so t- about two years ago, yeah. the, the youngest of the siblings, her parents had been going through a divorce or some such thing. And her mom like flung, well, why are you sticking up for your daddy's not even your real dad? And she was like, what the hell? 
Because they didn't tell her, right? But no, it, so I've known my whole life. So they didn't. And the other one didn't oh know at all. Yeah. And so they, so she, <laughs> she started doing some research or whatever. And she reaches out and she's trying to reach out to my oldest sister. And, and she doesn't go on Facebook. She's like, she doesn't have any real social presence. And so, so she's trying to reach out to her. And then somehow cousin Jeb, who is the most hilarious good dude, he, he finds her and now he starts trying to reach out to his cousin and he calls her on the phone and she's driving. She said, I was driving with a bunch of people and he's telling me that he found a relative. And I was like, great, that's your thing. Like, because this is a huge family. Like, we do. like this family, like his, he has a ton of brothers and sisters and then he has his seven kids and all his brothers. Like, so, so, it's one his, of, so she's like, of course friends. there's kids. Well, one of his sisters, her dad, her biological dad's Oldest sister, sister, she has so aunt, a hundred and ten kids and grandkids and great grandkids. Just her. Just wait, the one. wait, wait. My brain isn't processing the hundred kids and grandkids. One hundred and ten, and this is just 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 like her. Aunt. How many kids did she have? Birth. We were just talking sure. about the Duggars. So yeah, yeah exactly. Like, is this like that situation? Yeah, I mean it is. Like they're, how they're, many? How LDS many? people that have like, 10 had like kids. fifteen like, kids I, and they all had like fifteen I, kids. Yeah, and I don't even okay. know. So, so of course Two, she's four, like, six, she's 20, like, yeah, there's 20, relatives. 20, 20, 20. She's like, great, yeah. fantastic, you found more relatives, whatever, and doesn't think about it again. And so I can't remember exactly how it all panned out. She was like selling something on Facebook. She goes on, she logs in, she sees these messages. She's telling my youngest sister, no, like I, I don't know. So then she finally re- reaches out to her dad, and he's like. Oh yeah, I like donated back in school. And she's like, what? <laughs> and the irony was it w- had just been her mom's oh birthday and it's during COVID. And so they had wanted to decorate for her mom's birthday. <laughs> and all one of her sisters had was all this pink stuff from a baby shower. So they decided to decorate in pink and wish her happy birthday. They put balloons in her yard or whatever. And they were laughing like they're like, it looks like it, it's a girl announcement. And so then she called her like the next day and said, it really is a girl. So they'd found her. So then like a year later, I don't know. I had done 23 me a while ago, but he got me ancestry to do and I don't pay, I don't pay attention to any of the alerts or anything. I know. Like, I just felt like it was never going to come about. And one day, I, I can't remember if I was bored. I was waiting for the download. I don't know, but I was like, oh, I'll go look at those ancestry alerts. And there's three messages. There's one from the IUI sister and there's one from one each from two different cousins. And they're all saying, like, we, we think is. we know who your dad is. <laughs> One of them saying, I think I'm your sister. One saying we, and so I like reach out to them and I'm messaging him. I'm sending him screenshots of all this stuff from ancestry. And I'm like, ah, it's a taboo feeling. It's, it's so weird. Cause, Cause I mean, I've always known. I just never expected to find anybody. Yeah. But I mean, that's just it. Like back in the seventies and the eighties, like, genetic mapping was not something that existed like we hadn't even broke into the genome yet like that was it was a primitive time yeah i mean anyway and it wasn't that long ago Mm -mm. so anyway they fast forward that she like it's been a year for her i just find out they're like hey COVID's letting up people are getting vaccinated we're gonna do like a little mini family reunion thing their mini family reunion was was over two yeah it was fucking insane (laughs) So I show for, up. For an only child here. Yeah. So I show up. I meet her, her family. I meet him. His wife is insanely lovely. Like, just like, she's like, oh my God, you look just like, 
His mom. Yeah, what's her name? I, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, because they just... I, anyway, I look like the other side of the family. And people thought I was this one cousin that never gets to come. And they kept thinking that I was her and then I wasn't. But he oh sat down gosh. and talked to me and showed me books. And he was so proud and he wanted to know all about me and my kids and everything. And then he passed away in what, January? Yeah, something like January. that. January. Anyway. It wasn't that long ago. And like two months ago, uh, I get a text from the other IUI sister and a call from cousin Jeb again saying, Hey, there's another sister. And I find out that, uh, they, that she found it through 23 and me oh and she had no idea. She didn't know. Sister, she, well, she thought mom and dad, cause her mom died when she was like three. And her she, mom died when she was three oh of gosh. breast cancer. So she thought her dad hurt and her dad was never going to tell. So she's lost. Bo- she's lost all three parents. She's it's like lost. some parent I mean, trap stuff. It's weird. That'd be it weird. is finding out that like after all these years, your dad wasn't even really your dad. So just all this. Yeah. But I, I want to go back to you because that's like I mean that, that everybody's heard this story. That that craziness that she experienced. I mean this this goes back to what you did, which is. You know, you hop on Ancestry now and a lot of people are taking those DNA oh, yeah. tests and you're you're able to match pretty quickly. And there are people that are unbelievably good at tracking down lineage through genealogy, especially right here. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> I just wait for them. Well, to I'm not tired of buildings either, here de- dedicated to like finding your lineage and stuff. Yeah. yeah there are the people that do it. They like they know what they're doing. That's a science that my brain mm-hmm. just goes cross. Mine too. Yeah. And I just let the professional so, it. So what <laughs> it just serves it up to me. And I'm like, Oh, you found someone else. Great. So yeah. what did your, what did your parents think of it? Were they supportive of it? Were they yeah. like, Oh, but were you your parents, parents that raised right? you? Yeah. Yeah. My parents were supportive of it. Um, and I could kind of sense with my mom, bless her heart. She's, she's amazing. Um, I could kind of sense an underlying jealousy there as she should not that like, there's any competition, you know, but I, I get that. I can understand that. So that was kind of the under, there was an underlying jealousy that like she would be replaced. And I understood that. And she most certainly was not, you know, um, replaced, but they were very supportive. They're still very supportive. That's awesome. So how about your birth mom? When you met her, how did that go? It was an interesting experience. <laughs> She's a very sweet person, very calm, collected. Um, did she go on to have her own? Like, uh huh. Okay. Yep. Two. So I have a, half um sister and a half brother and they're um in their late twenties, early thirties. They're um they're incredible, super smart. Like all I, still here in Utah? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any of that smart Me type either. Genes. All my brothers and sisters are like architects and nurses and doctors. <laughs> so and did shit. you get to did you get to meet your dad? So your he biological and I, father? We talk on the phone quite a bit. Um Actually, I guess I haven't talked to him since Mother's Day, and I'm an asshole and didn't call him for Father's Day. So. <laughs> but apparently he's coming to, like, Las Vegas. There's, like, a rock and stone show, and his brother's big into those things. And I'm like, oh, if you go, I'll go down to southern Utah, and then we can officially meet. But um, that would be this month if he actually does. So we did a group FaceTime with him and a bunch of his siblings. And so like, you know how you love your cousin. Is it Jeb? Cousin Jeb? Cousin Jeb. I've got a cut. I've got an uncle Steve. <laughs> I've got an uncle Steve, Jeb and Steve. Oh my Lord. He is funny. I told him, I'm like, so yeah, I'm a runner. I like just to the group. I'm like, I'm a runner. I like to, to run marathons and whatever. 
And he goes, I'll run. I'll run from the bedroom to the kitchen. And I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) he, and he like makes good barbecue. Like he's, he's hilarious. So I'm excited to meet him. He's supposed to be. Everyone needs an uncle, Steve and a cousin, Jeb. Yeah. Is his family, are they all then back in Georgia? They're all Georgia and Louisville and, and whatnot. Yeah. Back in the deep South. I think there's one that's in like, Wyoming due to military, but yeah, they're all deep south, uh, Southern Baptist. So your birth parents, That's they didn't Chris's get married background. or anything, did they? It yeah. was just an accidental. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. And that, that, that happens. It man. happens. It so. happens. It's a force of nature. Well, it, it, it she was smart enough at, at 16. Uh, she was 19. 19. Smart enough at 19 to say this isn't going to work and put, put, there are people here doing it on purpose baby, at 19. Well, no, I, I know, but I'm saying I'm, your I'm sister putting a baby up for adoption, knowing that you can't. Well, it, this, it's kind of a sensitive topic because we've talked about it. And um, so she didn't want to place me for adoption well, at all. She didn't want to. And he transferred. What do you um, when you leave from transfer? PCS, it's trans- transfer. Yeah. I should know. I was married to, to military two times. <laughs> Twice. Restationed. Restationed. Re- rehomed <laughs> to Washington. Um, so he was over there and she ended up being pregnant alone. And it's, um, she told him that he was, that she was pregnant. And I hear two different stories. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, my dad at one point decided to tell people that my mom cheated on him. My mom was like, <laughs> Well, the yeah. truth always lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. yeah, and there's two perspectives, and I wasn't the one that's living it, but the cycle did repeat itself for me when I when I was a teenager and 16. So, But she didn't want to place me for adoption. Um, and then it sounds like um, she was kind of forced into a corner. With her family and religion and all yes. that jazz. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. It happens. It, it happens. It happens. All right, so you... You're born in Bountiful. Did you grow up in Bountiful? I did. Remember yes. go to high school in Bountiful? I went to Woods Cross High School. Oh, the whole nine yards the in the Woods Cross. The whole nine yards. I went to, well, Mural Elementary and Woods, uh, Mueller Park Junior High and then Woods Cross High School. Woods Cross. So then what did you do after high school? Okay. So I ended up getting, I ended up being a teenage pregnant person. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, good old fashioned mormon <laughs> block them from everything and then all of a sudden when they find it they I just go crazy was horrible it was bad yeah so that happened and then um because of religion my parents did what the church told them to do and they kicked me out and i lived and i moved with in with my brother in massachusetts it's a, it's a real solid thing to do for family yeah. from a church and definitely a family first you just kicked out your kid and your grandkid yeah and it took it took me a long time to heal from that like oh, i yeah. don't I don't blame my parents or anything. Like, I had a lot of, like, and they know this, I've had a lot of angst, and I've come to a lot, like, years, almost 20 years of healing. So, so, so did you, we're good. you keep yours? Did you keep the baby? No. So, I, I was told I couldn't come home until, unless I placed for adoption, and I did that. Um, and then, 
right after that, like I met a person when I came home and literally got married at age 18 because our parents said, you guys either get married or you break up, even though we were dating for a few months. I'm, you guys, this is the Mormon culture. That's Mormon. It's, you know what? It's, this is the Mormon culture. We don't have a lot of people on the show that talk about that and have been in that situation though, because there are plenty of people that we talk to on the show either in, in, you know, Mormon life today or they've Mm -hmm. left and they're in, in their leaving, they're so angry. They don't, they don't really want to talk about what it's really like, but yeah. this is, I don't know that we've ever in six years had someone on the show that's been able to this in depth, be in oh. depth and honest about growing up Mormon and having these experiences and how the, cause it's not just the family. Like a lot of people think that your family's just shitty for doing that, but that's, they're told to do that. They're told, to they're do told that. to do that. And they think that it's or right. they'd be in trouble from their church. And yes. you're, you know, the church is everything like it's, it's all of your beliefs. I mean, it's heaven. It's like watching under the banner of heaven. And did you see Mormon No More? I I have it. I just saw the, like a little snippet it, for it, it, so I just oh. saved it to start watching tonight. Is it? Oh, good? it's so good. I it's about this little like finished it these two I like Mormon here. ladies who end up become like deciding they're lesbian and like working to like divorce their their husbands and leave the church, and so they they meet together and stuff. It is incredible. Oh, watch it. And it, I mean, it's good to hear it because you're not coming at it from a place of anger anymore. No. So mm-hmm. it's good to, to, to hear it in a very calm, like, this is just what happened. And this is just why. Yeah. And I contribute that to, I was a lucky person that was introduced to yoga when I was 13. And I didn't know what yoga was other than Madonna did it. I really didn't. <laughs> but I would practice yoga in my room with the door closed and I would do that. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant until after 17 years of was practicing. It more the it. meditation side of it that you were interested in or both? It was at the time the asana, the poses. The, yeah. And I had like brothers and stuff and it made me feel pretty. It opened up my feminine. And so that's really that seed that kind of kept me, though. And I did that while I was pregnant, and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was just... I did yoga for about two years. I suck so bad at it. And I keep saying, <laughs> when you keep doing it, you'll get better. I didn't. <laughs> I tried. There I, are some people that I are just, just awkward, and you and Chris are two of them. I cannot I bend, too. like, no it's, matter how hard I try there. Yeah, some you of the, know why? That's because... You gave it to me. We have zero space between our pelvis and our rib cage. You, there's literally no physical we way. Look, we were. We were looking there's at There's no at physical the, way to bend down and touch our toes or anything. Like, we physically cannot do it. We were looking at the park, and I'm like, sh- I'm shorter than Julia, and I have more oh space my between my rib this cage is my and pelvis. That's your functional this alignment. This is my is rib cage. That. I can barely cram a finger in between them. Oh, this no. Is, barely. This is mine. And, and I'm shorter than her. Like, so. a lot. You can't get to the Yeah, ground. and that's why I always, always would fail, like, the stretching tests and stuff. And, like, I physically cannot fold in half like everyone else can. My bones say no. What's my, what's my problem? Because I think I have more space. You have there. no excuse. You're I've just lazy. I've literally never in my he's, life been able to touch my toes. He's not lazy. He's just clumsy. I just came to that conclusion. I was like, I don't think... Because even when I was teeny, tiny, skinny, because now I have some chub in the way, but, like, even when I was tiny, skinny, I couldn't physically, like curl up like that you know there's poses that i'll never be able to do because of the way that my body's built like i'm mm-hmm. i'm a thick big booty black girl I, there's some things i'm not gonna be able to do it's fine but, but um, taking your your heel above your, your head and your doing feet behind the, your head and- i was close to doing that <laughs> and i can do some pretty cool things but you know some so, things I not be quite able to do. like the the white and stability for me when i was doing it for I sucked at the poses. I mean, you could do it. You go through the routine. But for me, I enjoyed the meditation part. It's the of it. meditation. The, the just 
trying to block everything out, shut your day out, mm-hmm. and d- just focus on just this and nothing else. So for me, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. And that's honestly, that's really what it is about. And this is kind of like my mission, like at this point, really, when it comes to like being like spiritually bougie and all of the things is because when I left Mormonism, yoga is what saved me. And it wasn't until 17 years of practicing. And I had been teaching at that point as well. It wasn't until that 17 year mark that I understood the union of the yoga and it's getting into flow state. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it's it's about you getting into flow state. And anything can really be yoga. Cooking can be yoga. Gardening can be yoga. It's getting into flow state. That's the connection. And the the poses helps you get there. And that's how I got to yoga. Like, you so know. so back to your timeline. You lived with your brother for yes. a couple of years. Uh, it was just a few months during like summer portion to the end of my pregnancy. So I gave birth in in Massachusetts. And then um, the adoptive family, they're from Utah. They flew out, and they're an amazing couple. So have you kept in touch? Uh, not in the last few years. Well, more than that. He's Oh, my gosh. I think he's going to be 20. <laughs> Your kid's my age. I'm 22. Sounds about right. <laughs> I think he'd go be 20, y'all. Um, so let's see. The timeline. So I flew back, um, and then we did the whole process. Um and I disassociated completely. Like, I didn't know it, but I was gone, disassociated for about 15 years, honestly. I, I can imagine. I mean, that's a, that's a hell of a trauma to go through to, yeah. to have a baby for nine months and have to give it up and have your family completely shun you. It's one thing if you want to. Yeah. I did. And you're mentally prepared. Right. To. And if this is like a conscious choice that you're making, um, but like things did align for this family. But when I look back at trying to heal my trauma, cause I'm still trying to heal a lot of it. Oh, yeah, I imagine. If you saw, I mean, no disrespect to any people adopting or who have adopted, but just when I look back at my experience, what I went through, I think of the handmaid's tale. And how the church approached it. That's what I've been binge watching all week. <laughs> I just restarted it again because I'm obsessed. It makes me I just so started I'm on season two now. It's so good. Well, uh, with all of this stuff now with Roe v. Wade yeah, and all that, which like we've been a forced like surrogate is really what it, it is. Really but it is. But, but the people that are saying, just give it up for adoption, mm-hmm. the woman aside, let's just put that aside. Hearing all of the trauma stories from adoptees, even when you, when you have a good family and a good story, there's, there's a trauma. There's a trauma there for the child. And then, and like I said, that's just putting whatever the woman went through completely yes. aside. As we could, and we can even talk about yet the child goes through trauma as well because there's epigenetics. And so they're downloading the experiences that you went through. I downloaded my mother's experience, my birth mother's experience. Like I completely download that into my DNA. And that's what happens to these kids. And then let's not mention, you know, after birth, how the child knows who its mother is and they're being separated. Like that is horrifying. So the trauma is unbelievable. I can only imagine. That's why I went into a psychosis. Like I was disassociated because it was the separation was just so that's the only reason I survived 
was and, going to a disassociation. And so during that time of disassociation, I mean, like, what did, what did you do? I mean, that's a, that's a I long time. I got married. Because <laughs> that that's fixes. A, twice. I mean, that I was going to say, that's a, that's a long time. Well, I, and it goes back to, I, I think in sunlight, like, that's what you were supposed to do. It was. That's what, that's what you're taught to do as a woman or even as a guy in Mormon culture is, for guys, you go on a mission, you come back, you get married. For for women, you get married. high school and get married. Exactly. And as much as my family was extremely supportive when I came back, they were extremely loving and understanding. And my parents went through extreme trauma with me going through that trauma, and I understand that. Um, it, it still doesn't change. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> the trauma is great. was horrible for everybody. But so after that, like, I met... Um, I met my first husband, who was such a good person, and I, I feel like I wrecked him because of my disassociation. <laughs> I, I, I wrecked him. I was emotionally at the age of 17 from the age of 17 to the age of 25 when I really kind of started to wake up. That, that poor guy. He's such a good person, and he hates me. I've said this before, and I'll, I'll say it again now. There's a reason you shouldn't get married that young. Yeah. And, and I've taught my, we've had these conversations with our girls because they're in that age range right now. Like our oldest is just getting out of it. Um, she's 24 now. Uh, and the, the thing that you go through at that age, like we, we had these conversations with them literally like every six months. Like we just tell them, look back, you know, you, you've been in school for a year and you've been away from the house for a year. Are you anything like you were at the end of high school? And both of them were like, no. We're not even close. Like we have changed so much in the last year or two years or three years. And I think you just grow so much as you go out in the world and you're your own person, you grow so much dynamically, no matter what you're going through in those few years that the same person you marry at, at 18 is not the same person at 23, 24 years old. And if they are, it's there's a stunted growth mm-hmm. that happens that affects you. And then if you ever do go through a growth spurt, so to say, and you turn around and look at your life, like hopefully you're happy with it, but I are you're not. Yeah. I went through a complete growth spurt. I look at it as I was literally feeling like I was in a cocoon and trapped. Mm-hmm. And then these little bursts started to open and I call it going through rum springer, <laughs> honestly. Um, and then, you know, I, we, I got divorced and I moved back home and how long were you married the first time? About seven years. Huh? Yeah. And we did the whole Mormon church thing. <laughs> we went through the temple. We did it all. And yeah. And he was in the military. Like we were like a to the T by the book. Any kids during that? Uh huh. We have two teenage boys right now, and I they got the unhealed version of me, and I have two younger ones now who have gotten this better version of me. I feel so bad about it, <laughs> so bad. Everyone gets uh, everyone gets something. Yep, that's all right. <laughs> I'm the cool mom. Dude, now. I no. forgot to feed my kids when I was having kids. <laughs> you and know, it happens. Fine. Yeah, they did turn out fine. It happens. So then, divorced. Then. Mm remarried so how i was long? a single mom for quite a bit and then i met um and then i met somebody and we got married i moved well we didn't get married right away i i really should say that 
but because I I was single for quite a bit. But then I moved to Idaho in the uh, it's Pocatello, but it was in the middle of nowhere. Pocatello. So, so my family's all from Pocatello. Yeah, I was born in Pocatello. It was so it's between um, Pocatello and American Falls, oh, the yeah. Arbon Valley <laughs> exit. So I lived out there and that's an Indian reservation. Uh-huh. And I lived on there. Um, and there was a lot of weird stuff that happened to me like was that your, I can't explain. What's your husband indian no oh no no it's the way he got the property was his friend already lived there and he was selling the house and so we had three acres and i had horses and chickens and it was a full-on i had a farm do i look like i'm on a farm absolutely not i know it's shocking so i have an urban farm we've got chickens and bees and gardens and no horses, but not though, a whole. So not, but not I mean, a whole like, farm I farm. went to roping club. I was in a riding club. Not All to, the, was well, I wasn't roping, but, but I was it in a fun, wasn't. Though? Was it really yeah. you though? No, it wasn't me. It was fun. It wasn't me at all, and I was extremely lonely. And that's when I really started to was meditate. That, was that him? Stuff. Was that who he was? Oh yeah, he's a cowboy through and through, and he's in the so army. You were, you so you were, think of Maya. Yeah. So you were trying to do his thing. <laughs> I yeah, I was hoping it would help you. You got a thing for army people. Well, one was Air Force. One was Air Force. I, same difference. They're military. <laughs> I, I tried it, but I do not do well you with authority. So <laughs> the chair force. The chair, the chair force. force. So they spend most of their time in a chair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should say my, um, my ex now, he's in Poland. Well, he's going to be in Poland. He's deployed, but bless his heart, he's about to retire. He and I get along great. Like he's, so second he's about that. to retire and he's being deployed to Poland. He's, he's deployed right now. Yeah, but if you're going to be deployed, Poland's the place to go. Place. Not right now. Poland right is, by Ukraine. Poland borders Poland bordering Russia U- yeah, and, and they're, Ukraine. They're, well, Bulgaria yeah, and Ukraine. They're, they're taking an, uh, he should stay pretty safe. So. Yeah, our most advanced NATO forces are in Poland. They're the closest to the conflict. <clears throat> but, yeah, so he's got this much longer. If anything That's, happens, yeah. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. sure his wife will be pissed, too. Yeah. Like, we'll all be pissed because we have a son together. So did, so. Your, did your first remarry? Yes, he's remarried, and he lives in California, and my older two boys now live in California. They're visiting me right now. Um, he's here, and then my Wait, we should do a blurb over here. it. No. No, we'll just blurb it out. Oh. Yeah, we could, you can do whatever you want. Just to, you know, chop. So your oldest. And then my oldest will get here on Saturday. Oh, he has football, and so, you know, but they stay for usually a few weeks during for the summer. summer break. Yeah. And then, so they're, they're with him. They go to school out there, all that fun yes, stuff. Yes, okay. we did a uh, schedule swap a few years ago. So d- did you like having them with you? Do they do better with him, or is it pretty neutral? I like having them with me. They really do do better with him, honestly. I mean, they, they're thriving. I can't. Okay, and it's hard. As, as much a- as I want to say, you know, thinking I'm going home, they really are. They're doing good. Well, as, as, they're doing really good out there. As a loving they parent, well. you see that. You got it. Yeah. Have to, yeah. What's really, truly it what's best for the kids. It sucks. Like, I hate it. I really don't like it. But they're doing really good. <laughs> so then your kids with the second, are they with just oh, one? Oh, my, right? yeah, or, my, oh, sorry. my younger son. He's with me. Yeah, he's with me. Has been the whole time, or does he kind of do the back and forth? Oh, he goes, like, so he works a weird schedule. So he's with the Guard, like the Army National Guard, and then he works at a plant up in Pocatello. You know what it is. Pocatello. What does he work? Uh, Simplot. Simplot. So my grandpa retired from Simplot. He worked there for like 50 years. Everybody works at Simplot. I have an uncle that retired from Simplot. Same thing, like 47. Well, because if you live in Pocatello, 
Where else? Do you Where are you work? going to work? You hey, either we, do that or start your own business. Can we start screening guests? Any that are from Pocatello? Can we just not allow them on? Because Jeremy will get sidetracked for an hour talking just about Pocatello. Simplot is like the biggest. Employer. Hey, everyone has their thing. They get sidetracked about it. It's okay. Simplot and Arida is the other one. Or uh, Arida, the potato. Arida. Oh yeah, the That's potato the plant. You work or, one, or you work at the other. It's true though. It's two words, Jeremy. And they say that Pocatello is like bountiful twenty years ago. Not in Idaho. <laughs> Everything in in Idaho is like everything in Utah twenty years ago. Yeah, pretty yes. Much. Yeah. And then Utah is like everything in the rest of the world like twenty years ago. So <laughs> Idaho's like forty years behind. Well, we always joked as kids going to Idaho to visit. For every mile marker you went into Idaho, it was a year back in time. <laughs> that makes sense. Though. That is so my, uh, true. My newest. It's so true. IUI sister that we found. She's actually from Idaho. She's from where? Did, I can't even think now where she's from. But anyway, she's from Idaho, and I just give her all sorts of crap about it. I so I love that I got to live in Idaho. So I still register my car up there. Like that's what I do. Like I'm using that perk because that is boss. Well, and in Idaho, they don't tax uh, retirees, whereas in Utah, they do. Oh my gosh! So you, your your um, retirement income gets taxed in Utah. Oh my gosh! But it doesn't in Idaho. Anyway, okay, so. But that's why Idaho is so great. <laughs> That and the potatoes. And the potatoes. Okay, so second marriage, yes. you come to the conclusion this isn't going to work. What next? All right. So after that, I moved back home again. And, and your then, parents are like, not again. <laughs> they were so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but supportive. Um, and then I moved back home. Have they just home. kept your room this whole time? Oh, gosh. Bless their heart. Like, no. we know she's coming back. Let's just leave it. We're not going to turn it into I the know. office. <laughs> My my sister and my brother have been my saving grace, and they have let let me into their homes with open arms. They are ridiculously amazing. I can't even express how incredible my family is That's in that good. regard. Um, when I moved back, I was like loosely staying with my sister and my brother, and um, then I met somebody super fast after um, my divorce. And honestly, I'm still bitter about it. Cause I feel manipulated into the relationship. Oh, it makes me so angry still. <laughs> and then I, like, I find like, and I was really patient with it all and find out he's an alcoholic and he's hiding all the things. Like I would go and get some band-aids and find a hidden bottle in the band-aids. I was looking for in the band-aids in the, in the first aid kit <laughs> and like little minis or something. Uh, like, like, a fifth? like pint. an absolute bottle. Yeah. Like a pint. And then I found one of those big plastic ones in the laundry hamper, in my son's laundry hamper. And then, like, the DUI, I don't even, I don't give a fuck. And then the DUIs, I went through trauma, man. The DUIs, the DUIs, and then the constant, oh, no, don't leave me. I want to be good for you. You can see I've got rage. Um, so I went through all of that. And then... <laughs> At least she didn't marry this one. I know. Right? Proposed and I said no <laughs> twice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so I'm two for two. But anyways, I ended up moving into my parents and I ended up buying my parents' house. And what was ironic was before when I was really, really doing yoga was with this person that was really toxic. And I that's when I kind of started doing sage bundles. And then I put it on hold because the energy went there was too intense. And, and then I went home to my parents' house and then kind of did corporate living, corporate working, I mean, and then COVID hit. Oh my gosh, COVID, it wrecked me. And then um, I had a COVID baby and I was able to bring her to work with me. Incredible. 
so incredible, this company I was working with. But I got burnt out and um, really started pushing for my small business after that. So, so is the COVID baby with the toxic guy? No. Oh, oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Good. No. He's Good. A, she, with my current partner. Okay. Love, okay. Yeah. Well, so there's no ties. Oh to my gosh. Toxic no. Dude. Oh my gosh. No. I think that the reason why that makes me so angry is because like I still have to drive past his house all the time. <laughs> Is spit every time you drive and, by. Yeah, and my sister's <laughs> like, you need to like let it go. And I, and I, you know, I'm a yoga person, and why shouldn't I be able to let this go? Why shouldn't I be like? It makes me pissed. Some people just this is lies. It's not even the situation. It's just the lies. You lying liar. <laughs> Some people just have a way. I don't know what it is of rubbing you the wrong way to the point where you just <laughs> cannot let it go. I don't know why. I think we all have those people in our lives. I have lots. <laughs> I hold all the grudges. <laughs> I can't let go of this grudge, like for it. It's yeah, like I don't forgive easily. I have all the grudges. <laughs> yeah, don't cross her. It's a... I'll try not to. It's Let's a bad use thing. the pocket look. Where's the pocket look? <laughs> especially, especially, don't ever cross my kids or my husband. Oh, no, don't Mama even Bear. think of. I'll never forgive you. I will just, that will be you, yeah, no. I'm pretty easy going. <laughs> that, that's true. It's a nice balance. Overall, I'm pretty easy going. There's you're, a few, you're a big pushover. It depends. I'm it pretty, depends on what it is. There your are, wife is pretty easy going too. There's some things that I draw you're, the you line. You guys are pretty easy. Overall, I draw lots well, of Well, the one lines. person he has the most grudges against is dead, so. I, I, I draw all the lines in all of the places. <laughs> I have grid Not paper. Not me. Life's too short. I'm to, surrounded to, by grid paper. To live with that much hatred and anger, just I couldn't do it. Well, it's funny because it's true, like, because we store it in our body, and I don't know why, like, because if I release and I know I'll feel so much better, I don't know how to. But it's like on, if you ever saw Baby Mama and um, Amy Poehler's like, uh, do you hold grudges? And and she's like, yep, I'm a big grudge holder. Like, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm a big grudge holder. <laughs> so so after this exciting roller coaster of adventures. So now you're yeah. opening your own business. How do we get, yeah, how do, how do we ah! get to that? So I um am I, I'm exhausted from my nine to five and I had been making these uh terrariums that made me happy and a couple of my friends were like, Hey, will you make me one? And that's when I ended up going back down to southern Utah and like bringing sand back and I was out in my parents' yard clipping their rosemary and their sage that they were growing and that's how it started. And they're like, What is she doing? And I didn't tell them what I was doing. I'm kind of that person. Don't tell them your goals until it's already been worked on. Cause I have a big family who it's like, nah, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I just, or it's not going to work. What do you yeah. think? Yeah. So I kept doing what I was doing and, um, bringing back the sand and the sage. And I ended up meditating with the sand because it raises the, vi- for me, raises the vibration in it. And I was bringing back the good intention and, my friend at the Monarch, she's like, well, why don't you come vend at the Monarch? And that's kind of how it started. And I ended up registering my business and I was like, okay, here we go. And I needed to keep going back down to the desert and I needed to keep cutting sage. I was shocked. I was like, people, people are resonating. And it was incredible. It was so cool. And so, I mean, how many of these things are you selling now at the Monarch as you, as you go to the Monarch and you're like, do you start with like four? When I first then- started, I, um, I remember I was so like overzealous and I just put everything out on the table. And at, at the first, I probably only sold like two or whatever. And then a few sage bundles. And I was just so hyped about it. But the next one, I like almost sold out. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this people are resonating. So now, um, it depends on the day and the market. It really does. I, you vend, you, so you understand that, but yep. I, I don't pull out all my stuff. I don't pull my out things. all my stuff. And some it, places you pull everything out. Yep. So I kind of gauge it. Sometimes I'll pull out my smaller things with just a few terrariums. And then sometimes I pull out mostly terrariums and a few sage bundles. But I do pretty decent and it's still slow. It's slowly growing, but it's growing consistently. So what what all do you do for those listening? What all do you do and what all do you sell? So I, first and foremost, I, I like to say it. So I'm a spiritual teacher, but I like the science behind the spirituality. So the metaphysical. So um, I, I like to explain that to people when they're buying my products and whatnot so they can understand that it's not just hippie woo-woo shit. So I kind of jumped down the, the physics rabbit hole and everything is energy. And we're basically, uh, we're just, we're vibrations and we're just condensed vibrations. So we seem solid, but we're electromagnetic. And so when I was selling, when I was bringing back the sand and the stones, I wanted to know, uh, so what's the vibrational frequency of these? And so I couldn't figure out the sand, but sandstone, which is basically what's down there, resonates at like 180 or 1800 hertz. And we only resonate at six to seven hertz. So you're naturally raising your vibration when the, in the presence of these products. So like, for instance, like selenite stones that are local to Utah as well, they vibrate it to, um, 244 megahertz and we're resonating at seven. So you're naturally raising your vibe. So that's how I was describing my products is like the science through the science of the spiritual, but I'm basically selling my, um, urban sage bundles and stones and crystals and things to boost your vibration. And the intention is, is through energy and vibration. And intentional energy and vibration. So I grow my own sage. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know that talking so much would make my voice crack. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that. That's why we all have lots of liquids. Yeah. But so this led to me needing to grow my own herbs and sage. And I wanted it to be intentional because we don't want to cultural appropriate and whatnot. So I started growing my own sage and, and lavender and doing all the things. But like meditating with it, trying to put good energy forth. That's really how it got started and how it's kind of going. And that's what I like to teach, though, is it's not hippie woo-woo shit. There's science to your to your crystals. So <laughs> that's that's kind of the big basis behind it, which has been healing for me. Sorry, I'm going to go on this tangent because I feel like there's a lot of like people who are leaving like religion right now and they'll go like straight to atheism. And I needed to know because um, I was there, too. And I kind of needed to know the tangible of this metaphysical that was being like handed to me. So I started researching like the science behind it all. I told my ex-husband that God's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So he's Mormon. Pick a different one. And we were talking the other day and I'm like, you know, let's listen to some of the things. And we went through some of the things and I was like, does that sound like a nice person? God's pretty much an asshole. A dick. You know, in every religion, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like my oldest daughter is, she's pretty much atheist. My youngest daughter's agnostic. She's, there's something there, but I told him, I'm like, there's energy and stuff, but I'm like, I just can't believe in a God anymore. Can't do it. At least that floating man in the sky, that idealistic one that we were, the total BS that we were fed. That just wants your money. It just wants to get, yeah, it just wants your money. For 10%, you can get into heaven. I'm slowly drawing everyone into my dark world of transcendentalism. (laughs) (laughs) And it was kind of like, yeah, like, 
this floating man in the sky, that is fucking bullshit. And one thing I was sitting in a meditation and it was, I had just gone down this physics hole, rabbit hole, quantum physics. And, um, there was this thought of energy in physics. There is no beginning and there is no end. It always has been and always will be. And I made the correlation with God. There is, it, it always has been and always will be. And it always, and I'm like, Oh, and that's when I also had the same download for myself. Um, you are the universe experiencing itself. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm getting these double whammies of these, this <laughs> information that I could tangibly talk about. It was wild. That makes sense. Yeah, that made yeah. sense. And so like I follow. You don't have to suspend your disbelief like when you're watching a movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I just can... pretend like something isn't there. Not, yeah, like I can, I can relate it to energy. You can relate like right. spells to energy. You can put intention and in, in, into anything and it's energy. It's fucking well, and, wild. And that's the thing. Man cannot create or destroy energy. Exactly. We can manipulate it. We yes. can change the form, but it's all the energy that's here has always been here. And no matter what we do with it, it's still here in different forms, but yep, it's transferred. It's, it's energy. energy's energy and that's all there is to it. Yep. It's really cool. So, this is now the transcendental show. <laughs> I don't, it's funny. Like I, I'm a, I'm a believer in that. In Chris almost speaking of your Southern Baptist family, Chris almost became a Southern Baptist mm. But uh, you guys, I mean, you guys, interesting. Are, and he almost went into the military to be on a nuclear submachine. 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 Yeah. Submarine. submarine. A Southern Bat. That's the one that shocks me the most, though. The Southern Baptist. The thing? Southern Baptist. I grew up in Wyoming one. as a Southern Baptist. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> I grew uh, up here as a Catholic. But it is interesting. Really? It is interesting. I mean, because what you guys are discussing is essentially what transcendentalism is, uh, which is like Emerson and Thoreau were big transcendentalists way back when. Um, but it's just interesting that, you know, the, I find that people that are, that, that say they're really spiritual, that's, that tends to be more in line with their beliefs, even if they don't know what the fuck transcendentalism is. So. Yeah. Cause I wasn't really familiar with that word. I just didn't want to say nothing. No, no, look I'm, it up. I'm, I just didn't want to say nothing <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> but I, I would encourage anyone, especially anyone listening, go look up what transcendentalism is and I can kind of give you a, the best explanation I've ever had um, uh, was kind of a, a demonstration where there was a big puff of like cotton balls like grouped together. And that is essentially kind of like what Jeremy was describing. Like that's that's the energy that exists out there. And when someone is born or a tree grows or whatever, some piece of that energy comes mm -hmm. down and is part of that thing. And that's essentially what, you know, other religions might call a soul or it's it's the piece that's what of Jedi's call the Force. Yeah, it's it's that's exactly it. It's I mean, like it's you're a piece of thing. the iCloud. Yeah, and and when you die, that energy returns. Mm -hmm. It goes back. It's like your chi. I mean, it, you look at all these different religions. Prana, chi, your spirit, spirit. It's all the same. It's thing. It's all the same. Yep. Yep. Just like kind of like how you're. I'm gonna say, were you describing Avatar a little bit? Like your the energy goes back in. They say, is this only borrowed? I don't know. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, in essence, but but my, that was my first. That was the first question my ex husband. He's like, "So, what do you believe happens after?" And I was like, "I don't know. I could come back as a tree or a rabbit. Or you don't a, go live with Joseph. I Smith? could be a cloud. Like, no, I don't Dad, know. you don't. That's good. One thing you though, might already be a tree <laughs> somewhere else. Hopefully. I would say one thing after like 
I follow Ram Dass and like kind of what you were saying was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to come back as or whatever. But Ram Dass said this and I <gasps> so much peace. Listen, 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 y'all. He says death is like taking off a tight shoe. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely do whatever it is. It. Yeah, it'll be OK. Not yeah. that I'm I don't want it. Now, I'm scared of the actual but, dying part, yeah, the sounds, part where it hurts and it's scary, but I'm, I'm not scared of being dead. Yeah, yes, know? exactly. I'm not scared of dying. I don't care. My, my mom thinks that I'm horribly morbid because I tell my kids, like, I, I raised you to be able to exist without me. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of want you to be a sad for a sec, but... I don't want it to be so disruptive. Like my mom was, God, how old is she? So I was 74. So my mom was in her late sixties when my grandmother died and she would still like call to hear her voice. And she was so lost. And I'm like, like you're this grown ass woman with grandchildren. Like, how are you still so dependent on this person that you can't just mourn her loss and sometimes miss her presence but you're just so lost without her. Just so attached. Mm -hmm. And so I've told my kids, I'm like, you know, if I get hit by a bus, it'll affect you. You won't be able to call me. Like, we won't have family Snapchat jokes and shit. But, like, is it going to really like affect your life? And, and no, it's not. And my mom's like, oh, it's just so morbid. Why would you do that? I'm like, because I raised them to be their own people and completely independent. You don't of want me. it to ruin their life. Yeah. yeah. And, and my kids are like extremely independent. Like my oldest daughter moved to Denver. I haven't, well, uh, it was true until we picked her up at the airport. I saw her for less than 12 hours, but I hadn't seen her for over almost a year because we saw her in October of last year because she's just out there doing her thing and it's just, and How that's what we hope for, right? Like, that is truly what we hope for. It's not what we really train for it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people do. So you're selling your stuff at markets, at the Monarch? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm selling them at the Monarch. I, the Monarch is an incredible space up in Ogden. If you haven't been, Oh, we've talked about go. it many, many times. We've talked to a lot of people. Some really that, cool that vendors up there. Really cool vendors up there. And it's this incredible, like, art space. But so I sell up there pretty much, pretty much every month. I didn't this month, but I will. And I will actually on the 24th. I'll be up there on the 24th. And then I think I'll be at Layton Fest at Layton City Park on the 22nd. You grew up in Utah. You can say Layton. I have practiced really hard. I, I have practiced you really can, hard to not You can that. tell that you have practiced <laughs> because you're very slow and you go Layton. <laughs> and it's, it's, and now it's funny because that's kind of my standard now. It's like a natural slowdown. Like I'm going to slow down the word mountain. I think the one Utah town that drives me the most bonkers is Hurricane. Hurricane. It's Hurricane. 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 The reason why it's pronounced hurricane, the people that settled it were English. How did the English say hurricane? A hurricane. Hurricane. Let's go to the hurricane and go That's to the hurricane. That's why it was pronounced that way. It's because of an English. Hurricane and Leverkin. It was an English group that settled it, and that's how <laughs> the English say hurricane. It's freaking hurricane. It's spelled hurricane. No, I say it's hurricane. Hur it's hurricane. I know. <laughs> I say hurricane, but I'm I go gonna, down constantly. Hurricane. Yeah, you're down there all the time. Yeah. I, I won't win that one. I'm just saying that's the one that bugs me the most of the Utah town names. That I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Well, what not? Tooele? Tooele? 
Thule. Thule? I think that's in Indian in origin. I think it is. Uh, I still call them Thule. Except for, we don't call them Indians. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier. Whatever you call them these feathers, days. Feathers, not dots? Not that. Huh? Nope. Is that what you're saying? Feathers, not dots? Because sure. Indians yeah. live in India. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole country. And the ones that are here, they were, they're indigenous. They're yes. called natives. And they're natives. Or First Nationers. That's my favorite. Because yeah. Canadians I think that call that's them First Nationers. Like, yeah, and, and Alaska and Canada, they call them. Canada. What do they yeah. call them up in there? First, First Nationers. Nationers. Oh, cool. I yeah. didn't know that. In Alaska, they call them Inuits because they're mostly that's right, Inuit. mostly Inuit. Those people. That's what Tula's named after. Those, those people. <laughs> Jesus. Actually, like, I know my ex-husband's family were one of the settlers for Tula. Mm. Huh. It's kind of fun. They have their, like, reunion down there. So i got to ask. Yes. I'm, I'm checking out your cool tattoos. I like the Jurassic Park. Is that what that is? It is. I y'all. like this. It looks like henna. <laughs> Thank you. So this is kind of mixed. Um, I found, like, ah, sorry, I'm stuttering there. So it's kind of like African heritage mixed with... A little bit of Native American. Well, Julie took a picture so you can post that. So people know what we're talking about. It, oh, yeah. But it looks like wedding henna to me. Like it has yeah, that I same can... vibe. The... Well, the, is that like a longhorn deer or is that a, this, an antelope? Is this a... is my goat ram and goat? it is my spirit animal. I've had weird stuff happen with the, with the goat in the, in the I like that. So that is my spirit animal. It's kind of like Maui with his tattoos. Kind of. Yeah. They do. They really do tell my story because I have. I live in the mountains, but I reside like in the right, desert. In the desert. Right. Yep. And so I have a little bit of Native American on my dad's side. And, but my, my grandparents, they're, they're the ones that have the affinity for, um, for Native American culture. Biological or my, my adoptive grandparents had the, um, the culture affinity. And then there is Native American down my biological line. Same That's awesome. So, so what about the Jurassic Park? Okay. Is it so just cool? I mean, it's cool. I <laughs> am obsessed with Jurassic Park. I saw, I remember going to the Sandcastle in Bountiful when I was eight years old, seeing the big jaws the on the T Rex. I was hooked. So I have my, my dinosaur and we're going to go to the dinosaur museum tomorrow <laughs> and then watch the newest Jurassic Park. Really excited. We saw about that it. a couple weeks ago. It's good. Is it good? Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, if if, if, if it follows the same, yeah. The formula. last one was a little scary for me to tell you the this truth. This one gets intense. <laughs> yeah, this so. one gets intense, but it, it was pretty good. I was gonna say I also have a mocking J tattoo from the Hunger Games. I'm obsessed nice. with. Nice. So, what's your favorite tattoo? If you had to pick one, um, I. I don't know. I think they're all equally incredible, but I did pull a Mike Tyson the other day and you I bet did get someone's ear. I did notice the... I did get some on my um eyebrow and on my ears. I noticed that. that yeah, looks... So I'm kind of fond of those right now. Probably with the freckles, it's it's not like out of place, right. but they're too uniform. I could yeah. tell because they're just too uniform to be, but they look great. Thank you. I mean, they blend right in. They look amazing. Any regrets on the old tattoos there? No. Mm-mm. No regrets. No, no regrets on these ones. I did have <laughs> one that had my ex-husband's, my first ex-husband's name, but I oh. tattooed over that. Yeah, so. we don't do that. Well, well, we I was, people's you know, name. Don't, that yeah. was a lesson learned. But that, I didn't even no, put my kids' names. I just put their signs and their dates. What, they're just not going to be your kids one day? 
No. <laughs> no, but she might. No, she but might. Then, a point. No, but then people are going to think they die. I just feel like you only it's really a put jinx. your kids' names when they die. Well, I feel she, like it's a jinx. The thing is, she might end up hating the girls. That's something. right. Yeah. What if I don't so. like them sometime? And it happens. It can happen. <laughs> Actually, so, I don't like my kids sometimes yeah, quite a bit. Days, but you know, I, I hear you. There's them. days I don't like my kids. I know we always love them. Actually, it's been a long time since I haven't liked my kids. It's been probably since they lived with me. See, that does it. When they move out, <laughs> things change. Yeah, yeah, they're so much better when they leave. <laughs> Is that what your parents think? I think so. <laughs> I really do. And then a lot of us move back in a couple of times. Who knows? I'm sure we drove them crazy, especially as adults. Ooh, I can only imagine. I honestly would love to have my kids live with me forever, though. I'm so, that person. Uh, yeah, we have a couple of friends that are like that. And I'm like, get out. Don't come back out. <laughs> I get it. Come visit I me really for the do, night. Because I'm but... still breastfeeding and I'm just like, need that space. I love you so much, but that's probably <laughs> that's probably the only thing I miss. I love so precious. I've been for a year and I worked the whole time and it was a huge thing. And I'm like, I suck it as is. a parent, but this is the one good thing I'm Right? It's the one good thing I can do and provide. Those creepy moms who breastfeed their kids till they're like seven. (laughs) That's a little excessive. He's 56 months old. But that is the kind of love I have for my children. (laughs) Five years old. Not that I would do it. (laughs) So other than the monarch, where can people find your stuff? So you can look at... You can look at me. Sorry. Uh, you can find myself on Instagram at Zion Sand and Stone, but I am going to be changing that to spiritually bougie. Um, so you can look up also Phoebe Veltman on there. Oh, yeah. We, we needed to ask the Phoebe. Yeah, we didn't do the Phoebe. Oh, yeah. It's so great. So that was my temple name. That's the I one know, I, I told Chris, and he's oh. like, oh, like your day of the month spirit get into heaven name. Yeah, when we go, he's <laughs> like, <laughs> who are we having on the show? <laughs> they literally <laughs> have like 30 names, and it just depends on what day of the month. Yeah, is. everyone who walks in gets that one. name. I got a really I good think one. I is a good It's one a good one. Ones, yeah. yeah. I remember thinking like, I have to hide this. I can't tell you. This is the coolest name. And now it's kind of like my ode to Mormonism and whatnot. <laughs> and I give that name at bars if, you know, and it's really my public persona. To we tell call you the truth. our Phoebe Pahobi. But I, I say that to myself too. Pahobi. So when we want to get another dog, we're trying we're trying to come up with Penelope. names, and I want to do I want to name it Penelope, so I can Please call don't. her Penelope and Bahobi. <laughs> Penelope, Penelope and Bahobi. That's so bad. It's like a little old lady with dementia or something. It one works. of the deacons in it's the funny. church got up. It's one a little quirk. Pronounced it that way, and it just cracked me up because I'm just sitting in my seat and I'm like. Penelope. Penelope. I think that happened to a girl in my ward as well, and they just moved from. They're Canada. just going along, and, and they just. Oh, I guess it's Penelope. But they, yeah, it doesn't Penelope. Even, it, it doesn't even hit them. The, Cantaloupe. That's why in the state of Utah we have one hundred and fifty thousand different ways to spell McKenzie. I call because you every, can say it really easy, but you can spell it a million different ways. I call it. Ev- oh my gosh, this is going to sound horrible, but I call most of the female Barbie Mormons. Let's call them the Barbie Mormons. I uh-huh. call them McKinsley. That's a good name. For <laughs> That's me. what I there's do. Probably, now. They're there's probably like McKinsley. McKinsley. There's probably like 120 yeah. Honestly, actual McKinsley. If you, if you yelled, I know McKin- someone with a kid McKinsley. <laughs> if you so. yelled McKinsley, probably three of them would turn around. It's true. But the silent R in the middle. Yeah, McKinsley. <laughs> H. A silent H. It's a silent H. I'll have like an E I G H sometimes. I have an E I G H at the end. It's M C K Y though. In case you're wondering. M C K N Z. 
L E A N Z. I have seen that. M K N Z. I've seen that. Mackenzie, that's stupid. M K N Z. Oh my gosh. I did live in Georgia and I did see a school roster. The little Dasha thing is real. Little Dasha? Yeah. It's real. I've seen it. Seen it. I seen it. And then you it's asked real. a question about it. And I did. I did. I asked a question. <laughs> you can't make fun. You can't make fun of axed. That is a real thing. That is a language. That's part of a language. Is it? Yeah, it's part of the not black ebonics. I mean, but it's that's because a language. I'm getting it from ebonics. But that's but, <laughs> but it's it's like a recognized like that is oh how my it gosh. is. Axe, well, I know that's what people say. You ever try to talk to someone outside of New Orleans? Ask you a question. When they start talking, what is the name of that language they have down there? Creole. Creole. Oh, God, that is so hard to understand. That is hard. It is hard it's to understand. It's a mixture of like French yeah. and Southern. Southern, Southern and raw. And English. And it's not English in it. It's all French and Southern. <laughs> and ho- like something hoodoo it's, yeah, type. Yeah, yeah, it's wild it's mixed stuff. mixed with it. So... You more of a have, mess than English. You've grown up here. You've lived clearly in a few other places. You've lived yes. in old Utah, otherwise known as Idaho, and <laughs> back east for a little bit. Uh, what is something that is interesting or unique uh, that you would uh, share with people about Utah? Um, I don't know. It's our mountains, I feel like, are the mountains and the desert specifically are really, to me, they're just... The energy is different. I, there's a reason why people like me keep coming back. And there's a reason why people are moving here. The, when you're going out in nature here, there is something that's just very special about the energy here. Very special and clean. It's, it's wild. I'd say the energy of the mountains in nature. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. A fantastic conversation. I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, I did want to remind folks, uh, there's a couple things. Maybe you'll listen to this before the Asian Festival uh, this weekend. Festival? I can't talk. 45th annual, though. I didn't realize. I know that it's been going on for a while. I didn't realize. That's because you don't listen to me when I talked about it in depth a couple weeks ago. Did you (laughs) say it was the 45th literally said it was the 45th year they've done it. I talked about when they started it, (laughs) how it started, a whole bunch of shit. I know we talked about it. I just didn't realize it was 45th That's this coming weekend. I'm actually kind of bummed that we're going to be out of town and not be able to to go to it because I really like that festival. I know pre-COVID, it was pretty amazing i'm assuming it'll be back to hopefully pretty close to what it was before yeah covid's over as far as everyone's concerned so uh, no it's across the country COVID's <laughs> just over man people are just done with being cooped up inside they just it's been i mean to your to to, to your point uh mara it's been like absolutely horrendous for people it is it is weighed on them in such a way because it's humans are social creatures even the most non-social of us are still social creatures. And when you have that isolation and you just get to a point where you can't be around other people at all, it's absurd. It's, it's really hard. And there are some people that, you know, our friend group was like, fuck you, COVID. There's a group of us. There's the like, whole time. there's like five families that do whatever the hell we want together because that's, that's just who we are. Um, but there's a lot of people that didn't do anything. They stayed home. They worked from home. They didn't talk to anyone. The most they went out of the house was a year into COVID to go get groceries. Like they started getting stuff delivered to their house. I don't even know how they could do that. Yeah. I snuck out into nature. I had to. Yeah. It's, it's, but there's a lot of people that happened to. So, um, yeah, I, COVID's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also the Ink Against Cancer show yep. is next weekend, the 16th and 17th. Uh, I think that's next weekend. I don't know how to add. Yeah. We've been weeks, talking about it. We weeks. had them on the show. Check it out. Support. 
go hang out. It should be fun. And then I, the Slug Picnic, that's a concert series? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's so so it's the, it's, they're starting their concert series again. Same thing. Haven't done it since before COVID. That's Saturday, July 30th. Tickets are only five bucks. So it should be fun. Get out there. Do something. Okay. Uh, and then, I don't know, Julia, pick a card. Any card. Since we, we're almost done with this box. We only All got right. like a year Today's left. card is, they broke your heart. Fuck them. <laughs> That's perfect for perfect for, for you. Here, yeah. See, See, energy doesn't lie. <laughs> <laughs> they broke your heart. Let it go. Just fuck them. Serenity now. Yeah, get over get over the alcoholic. Just fuck them. Just start calling him Anya and let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Anya. It's Anna. Anna. Whatever. I'm frozen. Elsa. Y'all knew what I was talking about. <laughs> whatever. I had actually. I had no but idea who you were talking He's about. He's talking about Frozen, but <laughs> well, he Anya said let her go singer. and not even let it go. And I was like, Anya's the singer. What singer? You think Anya? Enya? No, I'm not oh. thinking. I'm thinking the girl on the show, the little sister. Yeah, but it's Frozen. You're talking about Frozen. That's different. That's not her name. Oh yeah, you said Enya, right? That's Enya. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said, isn't it? Yes. That like a weird turn. That song does not sound like Do you it. remember when I played Chris Yanni? Not good yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, no, Yanni. please don't do that again. No more. Yanni and Enya could get married. That would be some slow, boring. That's a lot of whys. That's what I used to yoga to in my bedroom by myself. Anya? With, with, with Yanya. Yanya. And Yanni. Enya and Yanni. You call him Yanni because that's what it makes you do when you listen to it. Yanni. Yeah, this I know what this one's I know what Enya is. That's flow, not the song you were singing it? earlier. Only time it's Enya. Oh, never mind. That's Enya. Love Enya. This is, That's not the song you were singing, though. The song you were singing no. was not Enya. I don't know. I heard she lives in a well castle with like, her cats and like hasn't retreated in like, 14 years. <laughs> yeah, she was doing the COVID thing before COVID. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And uh, if you guys like what you heard, Share it. If you don't like what you heard, share it and tell people it was horrible. So they'll listen. Smell this, please. Uh, you can check out our uh, social media at TNU Podcast uh, on all the different places. Um, sometimes I'll post pictures of hot dog water because it's funny. And we own <laughs> we the site. the domain. Hotdog-water.com. Uh, so uh, feel free to check us out there or the new Utah.com uh, is also the real website. But they both go to the same spot. Uh, and um, stop lighting off fireworks. The 4th is over and the 24th isn't real. 